What's up? It's Matthew Wayne, and I'm going Beyond the Smoke with Thomas Ward. Matthew, great having you on the podcast. Yeah, man, I'm glad to do uh, it. I, I, I'm very interested in the story, obviously, because there's a whole process. Huge and, process. And, it's a, it, and I've seen it pretty much. All of it. You've seen it, yeah. Uh, and it's taken a while, but I think little by little you've been moving to what you thought was the right place for you. Of course, yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Mom, uh, which is how we met, actually, is through my mother, which is shout out moms for that. The great Maria Mendel. That's right. She's uh, a saint. She's a saint. And, um, She's a but basically, yeah, lady. so she actually, I don't know if you knew, but she used to like sing when she was in school. And she actually wanted to be a music teacher. Um, and so she was a great singer. My dad plays guitar and sings. My uncle plays guitar and sings. And my grandfather, mom's dad, um, was an organist and a piano player. Oh, was he? And so around five, you know, because five, I, I always feel like five years old is kind of when you come online, is what I call it. Like my oldest memories are from being five years old. I don't really remember anything besides that. <laughs> but I mean, there was a piano at my grandfather's house, a guitar around the house and stuff like that. And I would just start picking it up. And, you know, we'd go visit my grandfather, and he'd start showing me stuff. And um, my dad's mother, my grandma, she also had a piano in the house, so I'd tinker at that when I was over there. I was just interested. And, I mean, they were taking me to concerts. I mean, at seven months old was my first concert, I think, they took me to. And they took me to plenty more. Around five, yeah, I started playing with the piano, started tinkering with the guitar, and that kind of turned into more and more. I always remember being a little kid, we'd go visit my grandfather, and he liked to sleep in, you know, he's an old man. So he liked to sleep in, and uh, I'd be, I'd sit at the piano like this. I'm, okay. And mom says, you can't play until you start hearing grandpa come downstairs. So, but I start hearing his footsteps, and then all of a sudden I'm going to town and, and messing with it. And right off the bat, I'm sure he loved that. Yeah, so started doing that, and then in school, um, joined chorus, because that was the only kind of musical thing to do in elementary. Middle school, got into band, started playing drums. Uh, high school really got into like marching band but then when I was about 15 16 uh, fell in love with like pop punk music okay and I started a pop punk band and we were pretty good we played our first show at the tropical smoothie in Dr. Phillips which is still there to this day ah, at the tropical <laughs> the tropical smoothie put us on we had a, a oh my pop God. punk concert really we were yeah with one other band that went to um, that's fantastic uh, they went to Olympia. <laughs> And we went to uh, we were at Cypress Creek, and uh, we told some kids at our school. They told some kids at their school, and we go to this tropical smoothie to play our first concert, and two hundred kids show up. Holy shit! At a tropical smoothie, and to the point where it's jammed up inside, they have to leave the door open. Most of the kids are outside of the tropical smoothie because it's shoulder to shoulder inside the tropical smoothie, and that was kind of where it all started. I was like, Yeah, I wanna. I want to do this. I like this. Yeah, this is fun. And so I kind of stopped doing the marching band, the school jazz band stuff, and leaned into being in a band. But you did learn a lot of things joining the band. Oh, my gosh. Valuable knowledge that I usually I use every single day of my life. Yeah. Anytime I step on stage, I'm using stuff that I've learned all through that. Because it's sure. important that kids understand that Huge. they should sign up. Oh, yeah. To, Absolutely. To I'm all a, these programs mm -hmm. that have, if they want to do music. Yeah, they, I'm they a have huge proponent of school music because yeah. it changed everything for me. And I, luckily, Cypress Creek was such a huge music program. Um, and I loved playing there. Loved it. But then I got in this band. I was like, wait, 
girls like this better. <laughs> the girls like the drumline guy. Yeah. But they like the guy playing drums in the in yeah, the, yeah, in the, in the pop band. punk yeah, band yeah, yeah. yeah, more. So I was like, okay, let's uh you did it for the it. girls. You did it for the girls. I think we all do. Tell me about the punk band. Like what oh, was is a, the lifeline of this punk band? We were so I was 16, <laughs> probably 16 to 18, yeah, for just like the rest of high school. Two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just playing shows. And, and, and you guys broke up. We, the well, making of the music. I just want to see that MTV making of the music thing. <laughs> of that first <laughs> yeah. band I did? <laughs> yeah. There's somewhere. We had um, recordings that we used to hang a microphone over the door in our um, like rehearsal space and okay. just play our songs. And I would die to have those recordings. That'd I be cool. I would love to have those. Um, I recently got sent... So I started doing like um, emo and acoustic music, and a buddy of mine hit me up, and he goes, "Hey man, I found this thumb drive that has like your first songs on it. And I actually no. got those back. Did you? They're embarrassing, but pretty good actually. Right, they're, they're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so started doing that and playing in bands, and I got to play in a really cool band here in Orlando called Matt Butcher and the Revolvers. Eventually, which that took on a life of its own. We started touring with a group called the Avit Brothers. That's they're pretty big. They've done um, a record with like Rick Rubin, and they're right. they're they're super cool. And that kind of opened my eyes because we started doing country music, right? Which I'd been into country. I mean, mom loved Garth Brooks when I was a kid. Shania oh, Twain, really? Dixie Chicks is one of her favorite. That's bands. her style. That's her stuff. And then Dad was super into country too. But some of the Eagles and uh, you know, some of the older stuff, George Jones and different stuff like that. So I got that country music upbringing, and. Uh, so I joined this group, and we were doing some cool music, and that was one of the biggest experiences of my life. I thought if we kept doing that band, that's what I would do the rest of my life. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it could have been that kind of uh, that kind of thing, but there was more There was more to be had for me. Is that band still around? It is not, no. But my, my friend Matt Butcher, who is the lead singer of that group, he does live in Nashville where I'm at now. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're both up in Nashville now, and I see him every once in a while. You know, life kept going, and being a child of, like, the 90s and early 2000s, um, found myself, you know, performing here and there, and uh, I've always been a huge fan of the group Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. And um, some years ago, probably about eight years ago now, I got into photography as, like, a hobby. Okay. And they come to Epcot every year, and I said, you know what? I bet you I could get close and watch the band if I wear all black and bring my camera with a big old camera lens so I look real official. Okay. And I bet no one will mess with me, and, and I can uh, take photos of boys to men and be right up front and watching them and, you know, get the best seat in the house because I, I can be anywhere. Started with just, hey, I'm going to take some pictures. And I remember there was um, a young girl that was, like, part of the Disney college program. She said, hey, are you supposed to be up here taking photos? So I said, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm with the band, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she goes, okay, poor girl. And she was sweet. And she okay, yeah, sure. So I'm taking photos, and then – um. At the end of one of the sets, this woman comes up to me, and I was like, uh-oh. Here we go. Jigs up. Yeah. I'm out. Ends up being uh, someone that works with Boys Demons Management. And she goes, hey, it looks like you're getting really great photos. Do you mind if we, like, use them on social media? And I was like, Boys Demons going to post my photos? Yeah. Let's run that. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So um, started doing photos for them for a couple of years. And then I realized the people that were working for their management um, – weren't working for them anymore. And so one of the girls that used to run their social media said, hey, but here's their manager's number. You know, get in touch with him. 407 number. I said, so he lives here. Okay, cool. So I go and I shoot the show and everything's great. But I ha- finally have this guy's number. And for a week, I'm like, I should call this guy. 
I don't know why, but I should call this guy. So I call him, and uh, he picks up. He goes, hello? I say, hey, this is Matt. The guy kind of takes photos for you guys. He goes, yeah, what's going on? I was like, not much. Um, I just noticed the, the people that are working for you aren't really involved anymore, and I can do anything is what I said. <laughs> I said, I can do anything you want. Let me know. Okay. He goes, yeah? I said, yeah. He said, okay, cool. Let's, um, let's plan a meetup soon. So I took that chance. But it took a month for us to finally, I just kept badgering him. I said, hey, man, let me know when you're free. Let me know when you're free. And then finally he gives in. And uh, Consistency he, is key when it comes to that. To. Believe it or not, actually, like, I, I just, <laughs> that's funny you say it. I just had that happen. Like, I was trying to get in contact with somebody to, to actually do sort of like a favor for somebody else. Right. And the person just kept dropping the ball, and I was like, Hey, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. We got to do let's this. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I mean, consistency is everything. Yeah. For people out there, like if they want to do something, you just have to be consistent. And don't let down. And you have to really want it. Yeah. yeah. And you have to really have a passion. By the for way, it legal. Care. Like, yes. <laughs> legal shit. Yes. 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 <laughs> They'd persistent. And he finally was like, sure, let's meet at my office this day, this time. I said, I'll be there. Brought him coffee. That's been my thing every time. You bought was, him coffee? Always, yeah. For the first, I mean, as often as I could, I would always on my way. That was almost my way of making sure I could come down there and go to and come to his office. Mm-hmm. Say, you want coffee today? The one after the first meeting. Oh, really? And he's like, yeah, let's get some, let's have some coffee. And so I'd come in and learn so much, like at a rate and level I can't even explain. Sure, learned that, so much. He so was fast. doing it for a long time because he's the real deal. He's it. He's the real deal. He's uh, so he manages Boys to Men and he manages Joey Fatone from Insync, right. and he consults for a ton of people, and um, just a, a really impressive guy. And he's been my mentor for years now. Cool. And uh, yeah, so that first meeting we, you know, got going, and we've been ever since. So now that has been that's been about five years, six five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah, and um. It absolutely changed my life because um, growing up, huge NSYNC fan, huge Boys to Men fan, huge Boys to Men. I can pinpoint, I have the memory, the core memory of the first time I heard Boys to Men still. Started working with him, and it came time, you know, he had me doing a bunch of different stuff. I mean, I'm a music guy. I'm a musician at heart, but I can do, a, as being an independent musician, I can do video editing, graphic design, photography. Whatever you needed to do. Everything, because I was doing it all for myself, like T-shirt designs and logo designs and all that stuff because that's what I had to do to get by as an artist. So he had me kind of doing a bunch of this different stuff. But then one day, um, this was 2019, he goes, can you put a band together? I was like, what did you say? A band? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course I can. Uh, he goes, I think we're going to play um, the the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot okay. with Joey Fatone. I was like, no way. Like, that's the event I've been going to watch Boys to Men at every year. Okay. And now he wants me to put the band together to pl- for Joey Fatone, mm-hmm. one of my idols as well of, you know, NSYNC fame. And I was like, this is surreal, yeah. I was like, and I was like, so I just called everyone I ever wanted to be in a band with all in. Like, like if, I could, put, if yeah. I could put a, a mega the band all together. The all-stars. Yes. Yeah. If I could put a band of everyone that I'm like, this would be cool, I called them all. We had a 13-piece band. <laughs> But what's funny... That's pretty big. Yeah. What's funny is I didn't hire myself in the band at all. Okay. So I hired my my good friend Ken to be the music director because he's just a brilliant guy, piano player. Knows his shit. Has a master's in jazz and... and oh, wow. Yeah. He's just unreal. Um, so I hired him to be like 
okay, here's who I want. Here, you're going to run this band. Who's, here's who I think should be in this band. We call all these people, filled in a couple spots where needed. And um, he uh, calls me and he goes, hey, so there's a few songs where like I need some percussion. There's a few different songs where I need some acoustic guitar, electric guitar. A few songs where I need some keys. I don't want to hire three people. Can you just come be in the So I hired him to be in the band. He hires you. He goes around <laughs> to hire me to be back in the band. Uh, and so I got to go play at this great um, thing that I've been going through my whole life and play with one of my idols, and I'm singing his songs with him. And Is that what he does when he goes into a concert? He plays some of the NSYNC songs? He does, yeah. He does a lot of party songs, just like feel-good, fun songs. Right. But then we hit, you know, the I Want You Back, so tearing up my hearts, the bye-bye He can bye do buys. all that legally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he he's a performer on the song. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we go and do all that. And then... Um, I just don't know the music business yeah, yeah, yeah. that well, so I ask. So that's end of 2019. At that show, uh, we had Ryan Cabrera come sing with us. Yeah, it's kind of a fun there. show of like, uh, Joey sings, but he has his friends come out. Cool. So Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC was with us. Ryan Cabrera comes out. Nate Morris from uh, Boys to Men comes out. MC Search from uh, Third Base. Wow. If you remember Third Base at all? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, he that's comes way, out and does Pop, the we back, yeah, right? Pop Goes the Weasel and all that. Yeah. yeah. He comes out. We have this great time, and uh, a few months later, COVID hits. I'm sure. I'm sure every podcast you've done, everyone has their COVID section yeah. of the story. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I mean, I'm sure it's very similar to uh, a lot of the people's stories. But COVID was a curse, but absolutely the blessing. Bless, biggest blessing I could have ever asked for. You have to take those kind of things. It and changed see everything. The positive, right? It changed everything. So I'd been hustling like R&B and pop music for years and stuff like that and um covid hits and uh ryan actually gets he started dating a, a girl here they're now married he started dating a girl that lives here and so he gets, isn't she a wwe she's star the, like yeah. the, the biggest, the biggest she's star, so yeah. dope so the, he gets stuck here and uh he doesn't know anyone here and he texts me he goes hey man do you play golf i was like yeah because my dad's also a golfer so i'm like yeah i can i'm not good but i was like let's get it yeah let's go play golf <laughs> sure so i played a lot of golf with him which turned into um, eventually going on the road with him after COVID and, and doing some cool stuff. But during COVID, I mean, I was hanging with Joey a lot, hanging with Ryan a lot, and we were at our buddy Jim's house, and we had a Friendsgiving at Jim's house, November 2020. We're over there. Um, my buddy Eric, I'm also friends with a guy named Eric. He was in the group O-Town. All right. Yeah, yeah. from, you know, Orlando fame. And uh, so we're all over there, and we're, I'm about to leave and go home. And I always bring my guitar to like stuff during COVID because it was like, you know, we'd mess around, go swimming in the pool, go out on the boat, play yeah, some yeah. guitar. We would like keep kind of a close circle of us that only spent time together at our buddy Jim's house. So we were kind of keeping it safe. We were all always around each other. Uh -huh. And that was how we kind of got through it all. And uh, But I would always bring my guitar. And they're like, play something for us before you leave. I was like, you assholes don't want to hear me. Like, <laughs> we're around each other all the time. Like, what do you want to hear me play yeah, a song? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, play, play a song, play a song. I'm like, whatever. Weirdos. Um, so go and grab the guitar, come back. And I, just, I remember it, Jim said, play something that feels good. And I sat down, grabbed the guitar, I played Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn. Great country song. I don't know if you're familiar. No idea. When we leave I'm here. Not a big, I'm not a big country oh, guy, we'll turn I'll, I'll get yeah. you there. I'll get you there, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I okay. promise you. I'll, no, I'll no, play no. you my new song that okay. comes out February 3rd and February 17th. <laughs> all platforms. Not, so. There you go. Put it out there. <laughs> but, um. Uh, so I played Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn, and by the end of it, Joey, Eric, and my buddy Jim are all arguing over who's going to talk first. 
I'm like, what are you idiots doing? Like, what is wrong with y'all? And they both, they go, you got to go play country music. It's like, you're great at pop and R&B and all this stuff. They're like, you're a country singer. Really? I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I mean, I used to do it back in the day and stuff like that. And, you know, I just kind of got into other stuff. They're like, dude, go play country music. And so I switched. I went home, wrote a country song within the next couple of days. And uh, that one's going to be on my album that's coming out. Cool. And uh, started doing that. This is 2020. So you This had, is 2020, yeah. You were, your direction was always R&B. R&B, pop, yeah. And even during COVID, which is great, um, my mentor, Joe, who I was telling you manages mm -hmm. Voice to Men and, and uh, Joey, I got to do like music with those guys during right. covid me and wanye did a bunch of songs we did a song with brian mcknight during covid cool. like dream stuff but then i How started brian mcknight in unreal incredible unreal yeah he's a really <laughs> great musician yeah. right we were doing it all remote so yeah but i mean who, but who cares? um he sent me they i got a raw video of the performance and then there's the audio and you know i'm putting all the audio together and all that stuff and then i sync it up to the video but listening to just the audio on the video which is him singing and his house okay unreal really? i'm like this is and same with wanye both those guys i'm just like what is happening wow like why am i here that's pretty cool <laughs> what am i doing i've had imposter syndrome the entire it's surreal that's surreal yeah. yeah the imposter syndrome absolutely the yeah. imposter syndrome is the truth it's, it's a serious it's, it's thing because right? i suffer from yeah. it daily i'm oh, like do you? yeah daily. i don't suffer oh. from it daily <laughs> well that's good well <laughs> i'm done with it <laughs> i need I'm, to get I'm past in. it yeah i'm the shit i'm no yeah. i'm not the shit but i'm really in it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, i, I mean? need to get past it because i mean the train's just rolling and i need to accept like i i have a you hard need time to, yeah i mean the, the biggest thing that i could tell you about that is that it's basically a trust within you like right do you trust yourself in the business and what you're doing right um and I could say that I, when I was young, and I want, I wanted to play professional golf. I didn't want to sell oh, brisket. Okay. I mean, I suffered from the imposter syndrome heavily. Right. I was just, I took a job at Champions Gate. I was hanging out with people that were actual professionals on tour, right. making money. Right. And I wanted to be that. Right. And I tried to act that way and, you know, carry myself that way, but it didn't work out. Right. It didn't work out. It happens. I, I just, I struggle with, like, celebrating even, like, the little wins. And I, I struggle to get praise. Like, if someone's like, this oh, really? is so good, I'm like, eh. Well, and I mean, I think, we're our biggest critics. Right. And I also think it's because I'm like, I'm not even, like, I've done all these things. I'm not even, like, a quarter of the way of what I want to do. And what I'm going to do. And I think yeah. that's part of it. I was like, wait till you see me here kind of thing. I think the biggest thing that you need to do is sit down and look how far your life has moved in the last four or five years. Even from the point we're talking about now to now yeah. is insane. Which is <laughs> like two, the literally two years, yeah. two years, three years. The accelerator years, right? pedal is on. So keep going with that story. Yeah, so during COVID, to... getting to do songs with those guys. But also I was doing a podcast, kind of a live youtube stream show with okay. joey and them called what does joey know and that's actually where a buddy of yours came on our mutual Ayo. friend yeah. Ayo, the producer who's also been on this podcast and i was like this dude lives in orlando too i was like i want to i want to link up with this guy because he just i loved his vibe he seems like such a genuine dude even for what he's done it's like he could easily not be as cool as he is <laughs> but he is he's a he's, he's cool a wonderful guy, yeah. human being and i was like there's something with this and that's when my mom goes Oh, well, Thomas knows him. 
I know some people. You know AO? Yeah, you guys are. She's like, let me see if we can get you guys together for lunch. So mm -hmm. mom actually set up mm -hmm. us connecting and and we, you, me, and AO eating at yeah, uh, eating Pigs. Lunch, yeah. yeah, and I was like, this is cool. This is great. And I remember meeting AO and just being like, here's everything I'm doing. Let's work. <laughs> Please. Oh my God. You're so cool. I remember, like, I remember about that conversation, which is funny because I think he still says it like, Hey, you know, I, I just did that song and, um, in my house. It took me five minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes yeah, on his computer. 15 minutes or whatever yeah. he said, but I was like, fuck. And now that song, you know, became Everywhere. a monster. There's something going on in my life right now that I've hipped my mom to, and she's just being mom. But she keeps asking me about it every time I call her. Oh, really? I said, Ma, when I find out... I'll let you know. I'm, you're the first call right <laughs> after. You're my mother. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not hating on mom or anything. No, She's excited. No. She's excited, as she should be. But I was like, I promise you, you like are the next call. <laughs> so I will. if I haven't said it yet, it hasn't uh, happened it yet. So I'm sure that's similar. So linked with you guys and... Um, Nothing. I mean, AO was sweet and took the meeting and hung out and was a super dope dude. And I didn't think he really thought much of me after that sure. at all. Come to he did he, he, he did and he changed my life. <laughs> um, and uh, that was a super cool moment too because I'm like, man, this guy's texting me and and uh, telling he's me to trying to help me out. Yeah. yeah, and he's and he doesn't have to, which is the coolest part. The guy absolutely owes me nothing. Nothing has only met me with kindness and opportunity and, and a sweet a sweet dude. Um, so meeting you guys and doing that, coming out of COVID, kind of moving the story along, I get a call from AO. And he goes, hey, man, what are you doing next week? I was like, whatever you want. What are we doing? <laughs> what do we need you to do? You tell me. What is it? I'll come over and help you landscape your yard. Sure. I don't know how to do that. But let's, whatever you want to do, AO, let's do it. But he told me to meet him at a studio. And he said, there's going to be some guys there that I want you to meet that are running a record label. Okay. He says they've got three artists. One's a boy band, which I might want your help with. One's a, a girl singer, but one's a country singer. And he goes, I got I got nothing for him. And I said, I know somebody, and I'm calling okay. you. And I was like, that's huge. Like, the fact that he's meeting with these people, and he says, I've got somebody. We're good. Like, yeah, let's go meet at the, at the office. Met with them, and they wanted me to work on their country music artist. And I said, the only way I can do this is if I live in Nashville. Because I've been going up to Nashville circling back a little bit um ryan cabrera and i went and played a show in nashville mm. and i just felt it was different a vibe yeah, i was like was i there's something i needed to dig into here right and so from that point on i actually started going to nashville every month um i was working with my buddy uh he's a, an old school local as well uh johnny damon one of the biggest hitters in the world baseball player uh yes so he has a drink um called a game which they're actually now available in public so they just got oh, a public right. deal which is huge That's cool. yeah big win um, but I was <clears throat> during COVID when there wasn't a ton of music going on, I was helping them with marketing and social media and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I started digging into Nashville because there's so much influence in Nashville. There's so many country artists and I was being a musician. I was taking this kind of hydration sports drink and taking it in this music Route. area that is an empty space. Cause to me, athletics was full Gatorade, body armor, Powerade. They're all over there. Sure. But I mean, I play on stage every night and I get worn out. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I want to rehydrate. Let's dig into this music area. So start going to Nashville, integrating the drink there a bit. And from that, just meeting all these great people. Don't you consider that Nashville is the place? Oh, yeah. 
but they keep it that way. It's by design. Okay. Nashville is country music, and it's right. It's in that little community. And that's it. And it's hard to do it anywhere else. So I made sure I got myself there. Unfortunately, things didn't work out with the artist and that label, um, but I was kind of able to readjust, and I stayed up there. And it has been the most incredible experience. Why? I've just been able to really dig into what I'm trying to do and do it the right way. Um, the guys that I'm working with work with the top people ever in country music, okay. and they believe in me and are you know giving me their time and resources to do what I need to do. And since then, I mean, I've put uh, – end of April, I put out my first country music song, Almost May. Last um, year. Of, yeah, 2022. Year. And right. I'm almost at 600,000 streams. Okay. I've put out six songs. Cool. I've got six more coming out by March. Right. So just past a year of even living there, I'll have 12 songs out, an entire album that I'm um, putting together. Putting together. And that's, that's not easy out. to do. When's that coming out? March 2nd. No, March 3rd. Oh, okay. March 3rd, Friday, March 3rd, yeah. Cool. At the end of the day, you go through stages in life of things that necessarily maybe you don't want to do. Right. But bring you later on to things that you need in your— I love that you said that because— right? in your toolbox. As I've gone through everything, I've noticed that things that didn't make sense in the moment make sense now. How at the Moon and doing Julian Pianos didn't make a ton of, it made a ton of money. So I was like, well, at least I've got a, I've got a full-time job, benefits, paid vacation. Yeah. I'm making a good living playing music to people that have fun every night. What could you, what more could you ask for? Right. But little did I know, honing that craft, perfecting as much as I can, yeah. my piano, drums, guitar, bass, singing, Huge. my knowledge of how all that works together, my knowledge of how all these hit songs go together and why these hit songs work and why these hit songs are impactful the way they are. If I start the intro to I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys, I can get everyone losing their minds. Why does that work? I get to figure that out on a nightly basis, which is huge R&D. So doing that, even working marketing and social media with the uh, hydration drink, they gave me a lot of freedom to go to Nashville and try to figure this out there. I don't have a degree in any of that. Uh-huh. I'm just like a little savvy. At it, you you know? just took the chance. Yeah, and and them giving me the freedom to kind of figure that out and explore that turned into so much more. And I've noticed every step of the way, I'm like, well, you know, doing this. This or doesn't make sense. COVID, but, yeah. going through COVID of like, okay, I'm getting to do some music with Wanye and Sean and with Brian McKnight and with Seven Streeter and all these cool people. I'm doing this online show. I started accruing fans because they're seeing me on Joey's show. Okay. And people are getting interested in what I'm doing. And it's just all of it has made sense later on. <laughs> in the moment, I'm like, why, you know? But it all starts to make sense. It's very cool to, to watch that unfold for your for yourself. I'm sure you've seen it a lot as well. Well, yeah, and but I want to relate it too because I think a lot of people don't understand the music industry how it's changed, right? Because now, I hope you own your masters, I do. right? <laughs> yeah, I do, thankfully, um, you get money from streams, but it's very uh, little. It's negligible, yeah. right? Uh, the real money comes from performing. It does, but even that's getting crushed down now. Is it? Yeah, okay. it's getting tougher now and tougher. All these, all these companies are buying, right? Aren't they paying a bunch of money for all these artists, like touring? Some, and yeah. All that? So some of, the, so a lot of the, any of the signed artists, of course, have they're putting out the labels, putting out all this money to put them on tour, and then they have to recoup it all. Right, right, right. So that leaves the artist, you know, 
with depending on if you're a Very mega low, artist, yeah. Yeah. you're pretty good. If you're, you're a, settled. a Luke Combs, a Morgan Wallen, these kind of guys, I think they're probably fine. I'm not too worried about those guys. But some of these mid level to you know, even the upper mid level artists, I don't think it's that easy. I mean, you like filling your car up with gas? Imagine filling up a tour bus with gas. Imagine paying a tour manager you know five four or five that's what i'm saying like i i like to understand that background right so like for example the streaming's done i mean whatever right the live so how do you make your money because that's i mean a lot of people are selling their catalog catalogs. now too yeah, even i've seen mega that. artists yeah 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 but i mean that's just cashing out right? yeah basically, I mean, basically basically yeah but the most important thing is like people have to realize i mean the the rapper from clips that did the RB song. Oh, right, yeah. Right, is that, McDonald's um, song. What's his name? Uh, Push the T. song. Push the T. Push the T. There you go. There it was. T. That's what it was. Um, you hear that... Um, Push the T song. That song come out all the way, and that, there's money because that's all you're hearing. Right. Um, so that's actually been a huge way for people to, to, to make a living. So how the business works now is what? Really? Because now you're saying that doing shows depending on the level yeah depending it's, just, on the yeah, level, it's hard yeah. to tour i mean i'm working on putting a small tour together with a friend who he's uh he's played piano for uh, brett young which is a big country music artist okay. he's been playing brett, uh piano for brett young for years stepping out doing his own thing he's got a great social media following and him and i are talking about the only way to do it is to share a band because that's the toughest part, I guess. You have to tour to put yourself out there to be, you Get know, captivated. Base, yeah. yeah, captivate a fan base and all that. So I think the whole process, which is what we kind of want to put out there, is you're a small, now you're a small singer, right? You have to tour a I bunch. To, yeah, yeah. Because that's lot. the only way that you're going to get out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, social media has it made it easier, tougher? Signing up for being a musician, like I said, I've done graphic design, I've done video, photos. I'm also now a data analyst. Okay. <laughs> so a data and analyst, and content creator, right? So that's been a, that has been a struggle because it's such a flooded market, TikTok, Instagram, and all that stuff, and you just have to do it. You have to do it. And I'm trying to trying to my New Year's resolution is to stay consistent, keep making content. Get out there because you can get yourself going on there. And record labels, uh, while they're good to be like, uh, they're they're great banks, and but they've also got great connections and all. But it's not just like my music's great, which it is. Go check it out. My music's great, but also they a label's not interested in just my music. They want to basically buy a guaranteed following and interest in me. Sure. So that when they go to market me, they're not having to find that. You know, I, if I'm able to right now, you know, I'm at a, a, I've got a, a nice following and I appreciate all the people that support and are a part of it. But for me to get real traction with any with interest from labels or publishing companies, booking agencies, I've got to like 10x what I've got right now. <laughs> so that's the war path this year, getting on the road, trying to 10x the online social presence. Um, I'm calculating how many followers I need to accrue a day right now. A lot of people want to get in the restaurant business because somebody tells them that they cook good. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead, open the restaurant. Good luck. Like, you want the recipes too? Like, I don't know what yeah. else to fucking tell you. Very similar in music too. Yeah. People ask me and like, I'm like, you just kind of got to get in it and figure it out. Yeah, but it's it's tough, right? It's, so it's tough. a tough business because you not only have to travel a bunch. Yeah. Right. Yep. 
but the exposure it's like that aha moment where almost almost like it shifts and it shifts real quick yeah so like let's say right now you put on an album something goes viral boom yeah right like it's an explosion mm -hmm. then my phone starts ringing right. with opportunities right <laughs> well then you become you know now it's open to america right right uh, which is a huge huge market mm -hmm. um especially in the country music business i don't know outside of the united states is it a big business it's actually starting to take off in the uk quite a bit really? which i'm interested in getting over there as well because as you've seen through music history their music comes over here and blows up but our music also goes over there hmm. and blows up that's how i mean the beatles were all influenced by chuck berry elvis all these guys from the from the states And then going past that, I mean, bands like Nirvana and what have you, all influence over there that brought bands like over, over here, here that blew up as well. So one hand feeds the other. And um, UK is really getting into country right now. So I'm super interested. In, and I might have an opportunity to go over there in a couple months. That's cool. Um, so I'm trying to uh, see what we can piece together. Because I also think there's a little grace for a smaller country music artist there. Because mm -hmm. they want the country music there. When you talk about, for example, this tour that you want to put together, right? right. It's almost like you have to put a business plan, financials, all that shit. So Everything, man. I've got a list of 12 cities that are within, that are spread across nine states because I'm central to Nashville. So I've picked cities that are six-hour drive out, three-hour drive out, and then I can come home. So I have 12 cities. I want to do one week in a month where I do like, Uh, Kansas City, St. Louis, home. Little Rock, Memphis, home. Okay. Chicago, Indianapolis, home. And St. You know Birmingham, you know all every direction from Nashville, and hit those twice a year. And that's I think that's a, a modest place to start. But it's tough right now. You know without a viral hit or something going crazy online, I could be driving six hours. Like what we were talking about the the cost and all the that I could be driving six hours to St. Louis and 20 people show up, and that's a thing. That's a tough thing to to swallow. I, it gives me hope for myself because I haven't, I don't have any hits yet. I mean, I do. It's just no one's heard them. No one's heard. You know, we're yeah, working our way right. out yeah, there. Yeah, we yeah. we got to get the numbers. You just out. have to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why we're trying to hit the road this year, and I, that's why I'm you know we're I'm grateful to be on this podcast with you because it's like Thank it's you. all a vessel. It's all a vessel to to grow. Yeah, to put yourself out there yeah. and kind of get people to understand what what's the message, right? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you asked me earlier, why do I do this podcast? And that's part of it. You know, it's just a story. Yeah. Understanding, like, how do I think as an entrepreneur and putting it out there? I don't know if there's some people that listen to it. Some people watch it and I appreciate it. But I mean, I think there's a lot more people that you could put put it out there yeah. and 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 maybe maybe one day it goes viral. Who knows? I think there's value to people getting to know you as a person too because something i'm learning with social media and that's why i think it's brilliant that you do this because great granted you have a great restaurant that mom and i are going to go eat at later today yeah because <laughs> that's what i do when i'm in town right <laughs> i you. always take mom down yeah, to yeah, pick yeah. Floyd. she likes pick Floyd. but it's interesting to know you the person behind it and that adds value because people start to care about you therefore care about the yeah. restaurant and i think that's the way it is with that's the path of social media And for me as an artist, and that's part of why I wanted to get on here is because people know me more. If you know me and you enjoy me, go check out some music because it's the music's some of the best country music out there. 
But I think it helps to maybe know the person a little more behind it. And the person is the most important thing. That's the story. The story. The person. The whole process. I think yeah. that's, that's, that is the most important thing. Like so, people understand <clears throat> that whole process. Because right. everybody dreams. Yeah. Right? And we all want something dreams. in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they dream about owning a business or being a country music singer right. or being the next NSYNC. You <laughs> right. know? Who knows, Right. I dreamt about being, you know, a professional golfer, and when I went into that world, it's a lot tougher right. than it looks from the outside. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just people try to envision how it would look, and I think listening to other people that are doing it and maybe not succeeding or succeeding is is very important. Your dream of whatever you want to do is the inside of your house. And if you don't have the keys to your house, you're going to find a way to get in your house, right? And that's the way I look at my career is if I can't just go through the front door of the music industry, I'm going to find an open window. I'm going to check the back sure. door. I'm going to get inside this thing. Or you're going to call somebody <laughs> yeah, well, to get yeah. the house open. Yeah. yeah, but like that's the way I view a dream is like a locked house that you, you have to find a way in. Mm -hmm. You know, don't I mean, don't break in illegally. Legal, That's what I'm saying. Like, legal. Uh, a lot of people relate <laughs> but, it to other things, but yeah. what I'm saying is just be persistent in what you want to do. You'll get it once there. you have what you want to do. Because a lot of people fight to figure out what they want to do. Right. But once you figure it out, burn the boat, keep listening to the nose, and yeah. eventually something will play out. Yeah. That's. I mean, I, I'm thankful for that. As I've always known, I wanted to do music. Right. I just fell in love with it. And then when I was 11, I saw the movie. Um, do you remember the movie That Thing You Do? Yeah. Have you ever heard of that movie? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I saw that movie and I was like, wait, so this is a job. You could, you could just do you this could do as it. a job? Because yeah. everyone in my family was musical, but as like a hobby. And then they would go and do their jobs. They would, sure. My mom worked at Disney. Right, you right. know, my dad did this. My grandfather was a professor at UCF. Right. They would go off and do their jobs. I was like, wait a minute, this is a job. I'm, well, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> can you please tell everybody where the where they where, can, what to find? Yeah, and where, where to, to find you? How can they listen to your music? Okay. I have an, a song coming out February 17th, "Wrong Side of the Bed," which is quite possibly the best song I've ever done, and was the hardest song for me to acquire to to get to record. And I'm super thankful to be able to record that one. "Wrong Side of the Bed," February 17th. Album comes out March third, uh, March third, and I have some other stuff I can't bring up just yet right. but uh it's very if you follow me follow me on instagram that's where i put everything um matthew wayne matthew wayne music on tiktok matthew wayne music on facebook matthew wayne music.com awesome there we go yeah thank you man thank you Appreciate buddy. It. Yeah. hey thanks for watching i'm gonna sit here to subscribe Hello? Subscribe.